Welcome to episode five of the Fun of the Run podcast. I'm Michelle, also known as Waddell Runway on Instagram, where I post all kinds of crazy stuff just about my running journey and keep track of my workouts and just share the fun of the journey with you. I would love to hear from you if you ever want to reach out with suggestions, comments, questions, feedback on any of these episodes, please email me at funoftherunpodcast at gmail.com or reach out via direct message on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady. Without further ado, let's head on into episode five called A Chubby Plus Size Runner? Oh my! So I've shared some of the struggles that I faced from the time I was about 21 um, and started having kids. Well, I had my first baby when I was 20, but I didn't really have a weight issue after my first baby. But I started having a weight issue after my second child was born and they were only a year apart. And so anyhow, I gained a lot of weight, but I started having weight problems back then. So that would have been about 1996. And I started that whole yo-yo dieting cycle that I've talked about before. So what I wanted to talk about today is just basically how I got to where I am today, a chubby plus-sized runner. Okay, so I ha- when I got married in 1993, believe it or not, I weighed 165 pounds. And I know, I, I'm sure some of you were like... <gasps> 165 pounds. <gasps> okay. I'm tall. I'm 5'7. And although, you know, BMI, in my humble opinion, is worthless these days, I <laughs> I actually looked, if you look at my wedding pictures, I was thin. I was not overweight or big or chubby, but I was 165 pounds. And that's my lowest weight since 1993. I've never gotten to that weight again. Before I go any further, let me throw out a quick disclaimer like I do in most of these episodes. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a dietitian. I'm not any kind of a health coach, life coach, weight loss coach, run coach, um, mental health professional. I I am nothing. I'm not an expert in anything except for my own experiences. And those will be what I'm sharing with you today. Okay. All right. In 2017, when I quit, or so I thought quit the yo-yo dieting cycle, this was a time when I have already shared, but I, my grandmother had come to stay and it was just this huge nightmare blow up situation. And after she left, I realized that I needed to do something for myself and all of that. Well, that was January of 2017. By May of 2018, I had lost about 70 pounds and that's when I started running, which we've already discussed that too. Um, When I started running, I didn't lose any more weight and I still had about 10 to 20 pounds that I wanted to lose. And in December of 2018, I actually ended up joining Orange Theory with a friend. And there was a coach there who said, you want to lose 20 pounds? Guaranteed, I will help you lose 20 pounds. No biggie. Just here, I'll write you up a meal plan and guaranteed you will lose the weight. I was like, awesome. Yes, 
give, give it to me. And it was free. He did, he wasn't charging me anything. So he emails me this meal plan. And basically what it was, it was, I think, six or seven meals a day. And I had to follow this specific meal plan every day for 30 days. So like the meals didn't change. So this basically what he provided me with was a one day meal plan that I needed to follow for 30 days. And there were things on there like ground turkey and, and white rice and um, green beans and black coffee, a gallon of water, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar before you go to bed, eggs, egg whites, and things like this. And of course, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm all in. I want to lose these last 10, 20 pounds. So I followed this meal plan pretty much to a T, except the coffee was hard for me. I, I would email him back. I have copies of the emails. I would be like, I can't, you know, I can't live without coffee. He's like, I never told you that you could, had to live without coffee. Have as much coffee as you want, but it has to be black. Well, he might as well have told me, I have to give up coffee because I, I tried to drink black coffee and it was horrible. And anyhow, I was able to work around it and I ended up losing 10 pounds the first month. And so at the end of the first month, when we saw how much I had lost and he, he rewarded me basically with a cheat day. And so here I had been for 30 days eating you know, two of the meals a day were like green beans, white rice, and ground turkey. And now for this one day, I get to eat anything I want. So I'm like at five guys, I think, and whatever. I, I don't know what I ate. I can't remember. But of course, the scale went up a little bit. And so I, you know, he would ask what my weight was. And I was supposed to, I think I had to check in once a week, but I was supposed to weigh myself every day. And when I told him, well, I gained weight from that cheat day, he's like, well, you just, you overdid it basically. And so here's, you know, here's a plan for, for next month too. So <laughs> there was a little bit of a variation, maybe a little bit more food added to the plan, but it was basically the same again. And I lost another 10 pounds. So throughout this whole time, I was training for my very first half marathon, which I was going to run in February of 2019. My goal weight was 185 pounds. I reached that goal weight. I weighed myself the morning of my first half marathon, and I hit my goal weight on that exact day, which back then I was like, woohoo. And so I knew that I was going to get a cheat meal after this race because I reached my goal weight. Now, I realize I'm probably triggering some of you, and I, I don't mean to do that, and I hope I, this is hard for some people to hear. Uh, it would have been very difficult for me to hear, but I'm just kind of telling you how, how things have been for me and why I am the way that I am, <laughs> okay? I don't, maybe there's something in here that will help you. I hope so. If not, I really appreciate you listening and letting me tell, tell my story. I had to weigh myself daily and this it's not like that was something new for many years. I would say pretty much since I was 21, I pretty much did weigh myself every day and weighing myself became an obsession. And once I started doing these, you know, yo-yo diets over the years, 
And especially once I started these very strict meal plans starting in December of 2018, I got even more obsessive about the scale because this, you know, your weight fluctuates and you're, you try to stick to this diet perfectly and yet you gain or whatever, which we all know that there are normal fluctuations, you know, on a daily basis. Sometimes even, you know, you could weigh something different just over the, over the course of, of just 24 hours, but it made me miserable. I was basically tying my self-worth to the scale. So if I woke up and I weighed myself and I stayed the same or I gained weight, I was a loser. But if I had lost even half a pound, I was like, okay, this is okay. Except even honestly half a pound, I still felt like a loser because it just didn't seem like it was good enough. And I ended up in this kind of vicious cycle of obsession where not only with the scale, but just waking up every day, the first thought as well as the last thought of the day and all throughout the day was, what can I eat today that will cause me to lose weight or at the very least to not gain weight? And I thought about this all day, every day, while also trying to function and be a mother and be a wife and drive the kids to school and and just do all of the things that that we do. And yet this obsession was always on my mind and it got to a very unhealthy, unhealthy place. So we're back to February of 2018. I'm sorry, 2019. I'm at my first half marathon. I did great. Um, and I was at my goal weight. And so, yay, right? So I go back to Orange Theory and I, I talk to my coach and of course he's like, congratulations, this and that. And I think took a picture of me and said I had reached my goal weight and I need to find that picture and I will post it on my Instagram page, Waddell Running Lady. I will post it in my stories. I think I look terrible. I'm just going to be honest. I was 185 pounds and I didn't have, I didn't even have, my figure was gone. Like I, I and I didn't look happy. And I was still miserable and losing, I guess, 90 pounds at this point. I, I still, I wanted more. And so the next time I came to class, I said, coach, I, I want you to give me another meal plan. And he said, what? And I said, I want another meal plan. I'm not happy with where I'm at. I want to lose more weight. And he said, you and I are going to talk after class. Come find me. So I did class and I came and found him and he said, Michelle, no, I'm not giving you another meal plan. You don't need to lose more weight. You are tall. You are built bigger and there's nothing wrong with the size that you are now. Why do you want to lose more weight? And I said, because I'm still big. Look at all these people around me and what they look like. They're thinner. They're more svelte. They look good. I don't look good. And he said, Michelle, I'm not giving you another meal plan. And I'm not going to help you do this. It's not, it's not healthy. And, and you're just, you're not thinking straight. And he pulled someone else in from the side and said, come on, help me convince her, tell her, you know, and, and this was a lady and she's like, Michelle, you know, you're built different than a lot of other people are built. Your weight may not be as low as theirs, but so what? And, and, and they tried really hard to convince me, but I was still not content with, with how I looked at, at my goal weight. So I eventually quit going there because I needed to hire a run coach because I was gearing up to train for 
my very first marathon, Mesa Marathon in February of 2020, and I couldn't afford Orange Theory and a run coach. So I quit Orange Theory, which caused me, you know, to lose contact with with that coach. Um, But as I started working with my run coach and started, you know, increasing mileage, I realized I needed to eat enough fuel to run far. And training for a full marathon was similar to a half, but obviously the distances are quite a bit longer. And I started learning that I have to eat if I'm going to get through these miles. And I got to the point where I was like, well, do I track this gel that I just ate in my fitness pal? Or do I just don't count it because it it gets burned up while I'm running? You know what I mean? I, I use this energy. Does it not count? Do I count the calories? What do I do? And I was using my fitness pal. I was I was trying to kind of work my way around and and try to figure out how I could I could, you know, keep this weight off. But as my distances increased, I did start putting on some pounds because I was eating and it started bothering me. And so I, I knew that the Orange Theory coach wasn't an option anymore. So I had found someone on Instagram that came highly recommended by another runner and they were like, oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. And, and so I hired her. And she's like, oh, no problem. I'll help you drop, I don't know, 10, 20 pounds. I can't remember. Here's a meal plan. And so I paid her. She sends me this meal plan. And it was very similar to that strict meal plan that I was on with the Orange Theory Coach. Very similar. And I was like, I don't think I can do this again. I don't know if I can do this again, but I did. And at the end of the 30 days, I had put weight on. And I told her this, I said, I have followed your plan and to the T actually, and eaten everything you said. And I'm up, I don't know, four pounds. And she's like, oh, well, you're going to have to cut out, you know, the cheese. She had cheese in my plan. She's like, you need to cut that out from every single meal then. So basically, I, you know, the plan didn't work and I was going to have to cut out even more foods. Of course, I was unhappy. But I wanted to lose weight. So I tried. And some somewhere in this in this um, time period, I just got sick of it. And I, I'm sick of doing this stupid meal plan. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being on a strict meal plan. I'm sick of eating ground turkey every day. I'm sick of eating only green beans and white rice and wraps shoved with so much lettuce that I can't taste anything else. I'm sick of it. And so I quit doing that. And I fired her (laughs) and come to find out she was like an MMA fighter and not, she wasn't, didn't have any certifications in nutrition or anything, but whatever. That's, that's beside the point. I'm still marathon training and I'm still trying to fuel my runs and I'm discovering goos and chews and, you know, sports drink. I'm discovering random things and I'm just trying to feel my way around and, and, you know, figure out what to do and how to get myself through these longer runs. I'm continuing to, the scale is continuing to go up. It's not like I'm gaining 90 pounds, you know, in a month or anything, but it's gradually, it's creeping up little by little and it's stressing me out. So my husband was using an app called RP Strength and it counts macros. You put in what, you know, how many calories, blah, blah. You put in all this stuff and he loved it and 
It worked for him. Well, for about nine days at a time, he has like a nine day streak. He can go about nine days on a strict diet counting his macros. And then he's over there eating six bowls of cereal and an entire bag of cookies, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Anyhow, anyhow, I tried using his app and, you know, he helped me set it up and all this. Well, the problem with it was I'm running all these miles and I get home and I'm so hungry and I have to pull the app up, open it up and say, okay, I need, I need lunch and I need it now. And what can I eat? And you can only choose from the foods that are there. Like you can only choose from a certain amount of foods and it has to fit your macros. And so you're like scrolling this little bar that, nope, okay, yeah, you can, okay, you can have three cups of cottage cheese and a quarter teaspoon of, I don't know, avocado oil. or It was just like random things like that. And I'm like, no, I'm not eating that. I don't want to eat that. And I finally just, I, I can't do this anymore. It's not working. I was too hungry. And I couldn't find something that I wanted to eat, that I was allowed to eat quick enough. So I quit doing that. So I basically what I'm trying to tell you is I could not find a way to meld together the fact that I don't want to gain weight, but I want to run far. I, I need to actually fuel my runs, but I don't just want to become this like huge fat person you know, I don't want to become the weight that I used to be um, just so that I can run really far. And I could not figure out how to get from point A to point B. I could not figure it out. And it was literally, okay, I shouldn't say literally because it wasn't. It was driving me crazy. It, w- it was actually really driving me crazy. And I cannot tell you how how much of a problem this became in my life. It, it affected me in my marriage, my, my life with my kids, um, how I talked about myself, how I acted other places. And, you know, I went from being this, this, you know, this chubby yo-yo dieter for many, many years, you know, have a baby, lose the weight, get chubby again, you know, have a baby, lose the weight, get just over and over and over again to being somebody that started running and reached my goal weight and, and, you know, brought my own containers to um, family get togethers and church get togethers. I would have a Tupperware of green beans, rice, and, and ground turkey. I went from that to being like, I want no part in strict diets ever again. But I felt bad about that and I felt guilty. So fast forward, okay, I had run, this is, this is 2020 now. I had run my first marathon in February. I ran another virtual marathon in June and I realized that I'm not willing to live this way anymore. Like I'm scared to listen to my body and eat what I want to eat because I'm scared that I'm going to be on an episode of my 600 pound life, but I'm also not willing to be obsessive every single day. Like I was, I don't want to count every single thing that goes in my mouth. I, how is that? That's not any way to live. Again, I'm not putting this on anybody else. Added into this whole scenario that I'm telling you guys is my mom died at the young age of 53, she left behind five children that she had adopted. 
She was extremely obese and she died of ovarian cancer and she lived a very inactive lifestyle. She was extremely unhealthy and she ate terrible. Now, I'm not telling you this to diss my mother. I love, I loved my mother so much and she was such a good mom. But watching what she went through and watching how her weight affected her life gave me that motivation. Like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to end up with that being my fate. You know, I don't want that to be my end. I don't want to be like that. And so I was, I was terrified. It's like, how can I possibly get through this huge mental hurdle that I was, that I was dealing with? At one point, my husband's like, Michelle, look, because, because I had put on more weight now. So now we're talking, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't tell you how long that it took me to put my weight back on. And I, I didn't gain every pound back, but I did start putting weight on once I, once I laid aside those strict meal plans and started eating what I consider normally again, I did start putting weight on. And at one point my husband said, Michelle, you're complaining about your weight all the time. You're unhappy with your weight. Quit running. Just quit running. Start coming with me to CrossFit or whatever. Start lifting heavy weights and and you'll look better and, you know, you'll feel better and just, you know, quit, just quit running. And I, I couldn't do that. By this point, I had been running for a few years and, and it had become a passion and it had helped me deal with difficult things. And, and, and it was my therapy in that sense. And I was not going to give up running. And so I knew that that, that just was absolutely a really stupid idea. And so that, that just was not an option, but his point was well taken. This was something constant for me that I was always still obsessing with. Well, finally, one day I was on Instagram and I had seen Amy, the running dietitian. I had seen her posts multiple times and I had considered reaching out to her, but I I was scared or I didn't think we could afford it on and on and on. But I finally took the leap in January of 2021 and started working with her. I'll go ahead and put her info in the episode description in case you want to check her out on Instagram. But I ended up working with Amy for all of 2021 and it wasn't cheap, but it was worth its weight in gold. Seriously, it was, it was absolutely in my opinion, it was life-changing for me and my mindset. I was not sure to her typical client. I think she would completely admit that because we never got around to necessarily discussing specifically like what I should eat. I just basically, <laughs> I used her as a sounding board and we would have a monthly 30-minute phone call and I would say, Amy, I, I, I saw this post on Instagram and this lady is huge. She probably weighs 500 pounds, but she's out there, this and that. And she's like, why does that bother you? And, you know, if she wants to be that size, what does it have to do with you? And, and she just really started picking my brain and, and biases that I had. And, and because as a fat lady, 
I thought and, and, you know, that I had the right to criticize other fat people and that's just wrong. And I, she would keep digging at me like, Michelle, that's, you can't do that. You know, why does it bother you so much? You know, unfollow that person if it bugs you, but you don't have any right to say anything about her size. And, and, and then she would, she would ask me, Michelle, do you have health issues? And I said, no, my blood pressure is great. And my heart rate's low and all of this. Does your husband love you? He does. He thinks I'm hot. Okay. For lack of a better word. Okay. She'd be like, what's your issue? Do your kids love you? Of course my kids love me. Michelle, I, from what you're telling me, everybody loves you. Okay. You're the only one that doesn't love yourself. And she just, in the course of a year, helped me to see my value was not dependent on my size and that I needed to think about, you know, quit obsessing about what I was eating. And and instead, if you're hungry, go eat something, you know, but don't pig out, you know, stop before you're full. You know, if you're if you're thirsty, go drink something, you know, and make sure you're always feeling before your runs. Make sure you're feeling during your runs. She helped me come up with a, a long run um, fueling plan. And for me personally, um, and the pace that I run and the size that I am, I have to have fueling every 35 minutes for any run over 90 minutes. That's my rule for me. It's different for everybody, but that's what we came up with. And she really helped me learn that that it was okay. At one point, she even helped me realize the clothes I was wearing didn't feel comfortable because they were a smaller size than what I needed. And she encouraged me, go out and get some clothes that feel good. Don't look at the tags, buy them and wear them. And I did that and it just made me feel so much better. And I know a lot of this is probably subjective and a lot of it is certainly my own personal experience. But working with her for the course of 2021 changed my perspective of myself as a plus-sized runner. When I first started working with her, I threw my scale away. And so I have not weighed myself since January of 2021. I have, I do not know how much I weigh. I know that I do not weigh what I, what I weighed when I very first started this final weight loss journey, I guess you would call it in January of 2017. I know I don't weigh as much as, as I did. I'm still more than I would like to be. So after explaining all of that to you, and after telling you about how much Amy helped me, I want to kind of go over what it's like now. So now I find myself in March of 2023, 48 years old, significantly over 200 pounds. And to be honest, sometimes I'm still embarrassed. I don't know why I'm so emotional about this. I'm sorry. It's hard to not question. Okay, well, why do I struggle with this when other people don't? Well, there's a way of looking at that that's maybe kind of a different perspective, and that is we all have our own crosses to bear, so to speak. There are people that don't struggle with their weight, but they may struggle with something completely different. And honestly, 
maybe even more devastating. And so we can't say, oh, well, I wish I had your cross, you know, instead of mine. We, if we were able to take that cross, maybe it would be even heavier than our own is. So no, thank you. I will deal with the one that I've been dealt. But as a plus-sized runner now in the running community and showing up at events and, and interacting with people online and in person, sometimes I do, if I think about it too much, I think, what do they really think of me? You know, I have had conversations with different people, um, I think even on Instagram, where I did a, a reel about this recently where I'm trying, I'm trail running and I'm walk, I always walk for five minutes before I start running, but I'll be out on a trail run and someone will say, oh, we'll have a good hike. And I am so tempted to say, I'm not hiking, I'm trail running, you know, but the speed I'm going, they think I'm hiking. Or sometimes my jog out there looks like a walk or a fast walk. Oh, well, have a good walk. It's like, I'm not walking, I'm, I'm running, you know? And so all of those kind of things, if you let them can get to you. But I have found that being the size that I am has not hindered me from running. It has not hindered me from running my first ultra marathon this past January. It has not hindered me from showing up to the starting line of races and having a positive experience. It has not kept me from meeting all kinds of really cool, supportive other people in the running community that that recognize me from my Instagram page and say, Michelle, you know, you're going to crush it. You're going to kill this course. And, and I guess in short, what I'm saying is my size seems to, seems to not bother anybody else except me. I've never had anybody say, you don't belong here. You're too fat you know, at a race. I've never had anybody look at me and say, you're, you think you're going to run a 52 K. So, and I know some, some have, because I have heard that some people have had that experience. I haven't thankfully, but I still, it still hurts sometimes because I'm human and, and I know that I've also heard, well, I've heard two schools of thought on weight and improving your pace as a runner. I've heard the school of thought that says, naturally, you will run faster if you drop some weight. But then I've also heard the other school of thought that says, not necessarily. There are so many other factors that contribute to, to your pace. And so... I, I say all of this to say that being in a plus-sized body is, you know, it's, it's what it is. It's where I'm at. And I have not found all the answers yet. I still don't have all the answers. I still find it difficult to sometimes to eat what I really want to eat because I'm still not very good at listening to my body. I'm very good at listening to it when it's hungry but I'm not very good at recognizing that, okay, I've had enough and I need to stop. And I have learned when I overeat, which I don't feel like I do that often, that I hate that feeling. If, if I 
don't stop eating soon enough, it bothers me if I feel like I'm over full <clears throat> because I feel like, well, no wonder you're this, you know, fatty, you know, and I'm not calling anyone else a fatty, I'm calling me a fatty. So, okay. Which I know that's still not kind, but these are the thoughts that I have in my head is no wonder you look like you do because you took an extra bite, which one extra bite is not going to make me obese in that sense. If I did it over and over again, yes. But this is such a touchy subject. It's such a triggering subject, but it's real. It's the reality of my life right now. I would like to get to the place where I, I can eat healthier foods. But even then, if you talk to a sports dietitian or the different people that I've, I've talked to, Amy, the running dietitian even, has said, you know, you can eat the so-called bad foods because food is not inherently bad. You know, you need to quit attaching moral value <laughs> to what you eat. And so I'm still learning that, even though... I worked with her in 2021 and it's 2023. I'm still struggling with that to this day. I still have a hard time in my mind differentiating between good foods and bad foods and and realizing that it's okay. So here's here's the thing. It's when I started realizing that I could eat the foods that I did not that I used to not allow myself to eat, <clears throat> I started putting the weight on again. And that really caused a significant discouragement to me. But I can run really far because I fuel my runs properly now. I wouldn't want to go back to the obsession that I used to have on a daily basis, I wouldn't want to trade the joy that I have found in running just so that I could be skinnier. I think that there is, especially for people that don't run, there's this typical runner's body and you, oh, you look like a runner. You don't look like a runner. And I think that's just typical. Really, all bodies can run. And if you can walk, you can run, you know. I have much more peace now that I've quit doing the strict dieting and that I've quit doing the strict meal plans and that I've quit counting all the calories. The only thing I still struggle with is I do think I could improve if I started fueling my body with more nutrient-dense foods. And so that is what I struggle with the most. And my lack of strength training. I need to strength train, okay? I've said that multiple times. If anybody has any recommendations, love to hear them. I've tried all kinds of things and I still am not getting anywhere. That's my story, okay? It's not a glorious story. It's, it's just a real story of me and my struggles. And tomorrow, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to race Mesquite Canyon Half Marathon. Yes, it's just, quote unquote, a half marathon. I've run an ultra marathon before. Okay, so some of you are probably like, what are you worried about? I'm worried because, because even though I have run an ultra and I've run multiple marathons and I've run multiple halves, 
I still have this thing before every race that I'm too chubby to run and that I don't belong. Even though the other side of my mind is like, no, you belong, girl. You you have earned your spot here. You know what I'm saying? You are a runner and you have done this and you can do this. There's still that part of me that is embarrassed to show up at races because of my size, because of my chubby bum, because of how big my gut is, because of my three chins. It's embarrassing when I see all of these swift, fast people that I know are going to be finished with their 50 miles before I even finish my half marathon. But this is the fun of the run podcast. And so we are not going to end this episode on a depressing note. We're not doing it. So I am here to tell you as a chubby plus size lady that I love running and I am not going to give it up. And even if somebody does come at me and say, you're too fat to run, I don't even care. I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. If someday I can drop some weight, you know, in a healthy way without being obsessed, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. But as for today, as for right now, I just want to run and I want to be healthy and I don't have heart problems and I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have high blood pressure and all of that. So I'm healthy, then I'm going to keep running. Okay. And you should keep running too. If you are not the size that you want to be, God made us all beautiful and in our own way. Okay. This is the body that I was given and I need to make do with it. I need to make the best of this body that I have. And, and it's served me well over these years, over these last five years, I've run, I want to say almost 5,000 miles. And I have run multiple marathons and an ultra and half marathons. I'm planning to run another ultra marathon this fall. And hopefully my first 50 miler next January at Coldwater Rumble. Hold me to it, okay, if I try to back out. And just let's just keep going on this thing, okay? I hope that something that I shared in this episode was helpful to you. We're runners no matter what size our bodies are. If we run, we're runners, okay? Don't ever let anybody tell you anything different. This has been episode five of the Fun of the Run podcast called Chubby Plus Size Runners. Oh my. You can find me on Instagram at Waddell Running Lady. Please feel free to always direct message me there with any questions, comments, concerns, ideas for new episodes. I would love to hear from you. And Fun of the Run Podcast at gmail.com is also available for you to email me anytime and let me know what you think about the show. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time.